If you like our podcast, make sure you subscribe, rate, and, and review. Yes, and share it with your friends, please. Thanks for listening. Welcome, Welcome back to Super Chat with Kat and Nikita. such a great guest today. She has been casting Power Rangers for over 20 years. Yeah, it's really exciting. I'm really curious what she says about finding the next Power Ranger. Yeah. 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 So without any further ado, we welcome Iris Hampton. We are so excited to have Miss Iris Hampton on our show today. So exciting (laughs) to actually see you. Thank you for having me. This Power Rangers has been a part of my life for so long, and I've really enjoyed, you know, all my years with them. And it's it really kind of started funny how many, many years ago, my husband was working on the show, and they said they were looking for a casting director. And, you know, nepotism in the business, they weren't sure if they wanted to hire a wife to come in and work on the show. So they go, well, why don't we have her come in to train somebody to run the office, the casting office? And so I went up there to train someone. And about a week later, uh, Jonathan called me in and he said, "Um, how would you like to stay? And so I stayed for years and that was up in Santa Clarita. It was so much fun. You know, even though I lived in San Diego, I would go up there on Monday morning and I'd stay till Friday. Then I'd come home on the weekends. And then eventually I ended up with an apartment up there. And it just was a continuing job because not only the Power Rangers, but any day players. And that was a a great experience for me. Did your husband, what did your husband do on the show? He was a production manager and he just worked for a season or two there. And then he went off to go do films. He's He's been more involved in films, producing and production manager on films. Okay. Was he there when we were on the show? In he, my, I think he was there right um, before you left. Maybe that last, because I know he was there when Justin Nemo was there. Oh, oh, so that was the season after. Yeah, that yeah. was after it. Okay. And I think he came in a little bit before that, um, like halfway through the season before. Okay. okay. Yeah, we left halfway through Turbo, so he probably came in with the, the newer cast. With Tracy yeah. and, Tracy and, and, and yeah. So what got you into casting? Well, it's funny. I was going through some changes in my life, and I went to Hawaii and I was, um, I saw that they were filming the Magnum PI series, not this one, but the one previously with Tom Selleck. So uh, I called the office and asked if they needed any help. And they said, no, but why don't you come back uh, in three months? So I went home, packed my bags and went to Hawaii with the hopes of working on the Magnum show. And so I finally um, broke in to working with them. And Tom Selleck, he said, well, what would you like to do? And I said, I really liked work in casting. And he said, well, there's nothing available at the moment. But in the meantime, maybe you could help me. He had a personal assistant, mind you. But 
I would pick up his clothes from the dry cleaner or buy Christmas gifts or wrap Christmas gifts, just do odd little jobs. And then something came up in casting where my first job in the film business was looking for pale looking people to play tourists on the Magnum PI show. <laughs> in Hawaii, that's a little difficult, you know, because everybody is so brown and beautiful, you know. So um yeah, exactly. And so it was really um interesting how that all came about. And I ended up staying for a couple of years. And then I came back to San Diego. And I worked um, with Chuck Norris for a few years. I worked on projects with him, his son, um, his brother. And so that took me for a while. And then shortly thereafter came the Power Rangers. Wow. I love Chuck Norris. He's oh my fantastic. gosh. I saw all of the Chuck Norris movies. And he's a nice man. man. <laughs> nice man. Yeah, that's what we've heard. And yeah. he's, he's very, very pleasant. Yes. Yeah, very much so. Oh, that's so cool. So one question we get asked a lot about from fans is what, what are they looking for? What is What are they looking for when they're casting the next Power Ranger? So is there a specific thing that they ask you to look for for each different season or what is it? Is. They do. So there, that is a part of it. You know, there were certain dynamics, um, like in the beginning with Justin Nemo, it, which comes to mind is they wanted somebody to look like Brad Pitt. And, and he, he actually really did look like Brad Pitt back in the day. Yeah. And he, he's still adorable, but you know, um, it, he just fit the mold. And I mean, we looked and looked and looked and it took us forever. And then when we came across him, we were like, yes. <laughs> you know? So it was funny how that happened. And then each season was a little bit different, you know, of what they were looking for. And of course, we're matching to the Japanese footage. So height wise, we wanted to kind of, it didn't have to be perfect, but we had to be somewhat in line with that Japanese footage. Um, the number one thing I always look for is personality. You know, you look for somebody that is you know, dynamic, you know, they have this moment to come in and to shine and, and you can't imagine the people that I did audition. I mean, one person, we actually flew her to LA for her very first audition was Amy Adams. Wow. So, and I, and somebody referred her to me and I had, and then I sent her a note and she sent me a VHS tape. That's how long we go back. And it was of her doing ballet and reading the lines. And she was so great that it was it, just hands down. We wanted to bring her to LA. So we brought her in, we auditioned her, we wanted to hire her, but she went off and of course worked with Leonardo DiCaprio and everyone else. Of course. Yeah. But she um, but that was her very first audition in LA. Wow, what a trip. Where was she flying? Where did she fly in from? I think Minneapolis, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, it's been a long time. I still have that video 
but in the, all the moves, it's in the garage somewhere. So I would love to get it one day and, yeah. and share that. I was going to say, when you were saying um, about looking for a dynamic personality, we always say that when people ask us about acting, we always say, you have to be you, authentically you, because if you try to mold yourself to be something you're not, you're not bringing what makes you special. And, and that's, that's so what, true. Yeah. That's so what, true. You know, and, and that's and that's a good point that you make because so many people come in and you don't want it to be forced. You want them to be sure of themselves, the confidence when they walk in the door. Mm, exactly. The confidence. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And, you know, and the funny part about it is that as a casting director, I mean, we're your best supporters. I mean, we root for you to come in and do the best job that you can. I mean, there could, you know, once we have someone cast, it, you know, we move on to, to the next person in line. And it just really feels great when somebody comes in and does a great job. And so I just want people to realize that when they audition whether it's via self-tape or they come in to see me, that we're your biggest fans and your biggest supporter, and we want you to do well. Well, that's nice to hear. That I, I hear that a lot. I do hear that a lot. And so as a participating auditioner <laughs> myself, <laughs> I often wonder those things because I can get um, very disappointed sometimes. I mean, especially right now with COVID. Mm -hmm. All we have are self tapes that just yes. go off into the <laughs> abyss, the abyss, <laughs> and you don't know if your tapes are being seen because you don't get feedback. At least when you're inside of the room, you can kind of tell from the expression or the response if you did a great job or if you did not, or how the casting director is feeling. So, with the hundreds of tapes that you probably get in, um, how many of those tapes do you actually get a chance to see? We see every one of them, wow. every one of them, and and I, and we're and we're not talking hundreds. We're talking thousands because we have opened it up worldwide, and so I see kids from Australia, New Zealand, Japan, China, Mexico, Puerto Rico. I mean, every imaginable place that you that you can even imagine, that's where they come from. Now, it's difficult when we do get tapes, you know, like let's say from Mexico and they don't know English. And so I have, sometimes I have someone that can interpret for me on how well they think they do. I might not see every one of the tapes, but I have somebody go through as many we we kind of team up and we go through as many as we possibly can and it's amazing how many people that we've called in from everywhere yes. i mean it's uh, it's great and you know the final callbacks prior to covid you know we used to bring them in um, i think we had one person from China and all over the United States. Wow. 
So would you say that there has to be, because I would imagine that, you know, with some auditions, I don't know about Power Rangers, well, with Power Rangers, is it normally one scene that they're doing and they have to do a slate? So is it something in that slate or in that audition where they have to capture your attention? Because I know that I would think, just even as a casting director with thousands, I mean, and I wouldn't be mad at you. Right. <laughs> if you don't get captured within those first, it's almost like yes. a script, reading a script. If you're not captured or captivated in that first 30 seconds or or minute of, of that, it's like, I don't need to watch the rest. Yes. Be valid in saying that? Yeah. Yes. And, and, you know, the slate is so important, you know, to make it personable. Um, definitely, you know, I always... It's funny because I've done this for ever since I can remember is tell me your name, your height, where you're from. Tell me something special about you. And it doesn't need I don't want 20 minutes. I just want a couple of minutes to tell me something about you because there's there's something special about everybody. But, you know, it's so nice to hear. I recently was doing a film with um, Rob Lowe's son. And a gentleman did a self tape and I didn't watch, I, um, I didn't watch his slate. And the director told me, he goes, I really loved so-and-so because of his, um, his slate. He said he really made it personable. And I, I turned around, I watched that, and I was like, he he became, even though he didn't get the part, my director reached out to him directly and spoke to him and told him if if we hadn't have hired this other person, that he was number one on the list. And I thought that was really nice for a director to do, but just to make it personable. So often... um... For slates, you're just asked to say your name, your height, and where you're from, not necessarily tell me something special. So within just that, how do you make that? Do you need to add that something special? These are questions that will come in. Like well, just, you know what? If, if it's for Power Rangers, yes. Um, if it's for a regular... Um, I don't want to say a regular movie or TV show or something because everything is you know in this business it's great to just work period right so but I wouldn't say that you would have to do it in in something else but definitely for Power Rangers because we're looking we're not only looking for their height and their where they're from we're looking at them how they would fit into a group and so, and you know, once you're a power ranger, you're always a power, power <laughs> ranger. And you always have this family. I mean, it's, it's seriously is a family. And so when you go to work, let's say you're going to work in New Zealand and you're going to be gone for 10 months, which personalities are going to click together and work together? So that's something that we really look at too. Yeah. So, and and feeding off of what you just said, how important has it been in your experience with Power Rangers, um, the ethnicity factor? Like, do they tell you what ethnicities do they want for certain colors? Um, I'm really curious about that because, you know, Power Rangers has been praised for being so diverse. Um, Right. I wondered how how much that is a a part of the casting. 
Well, you know what? It's never been about what um, ethnicity per role. So for the Red Ranger, it's not, it's never been about, oh, we want this, this, or, or this. It's always been about, it can be anybody. It can be Caucasian, African-American, and, um, you know, Asian. It just didn't matter. So I never in my casting experience with this show had to do one for, for one color ranger or this one for another color ranger. It just didn't work that way. Everyone was presented and then we did the mix. You know, and we tried to fit them all in. And it could be as simple as a height. Like I said earlier, the, you know, one, um, since we're matching to the Japanese footage, I can remember this one time, this girl, um, my very first submissions for Power Ranger on this show. And I can't remember what year she was, Brittany Pirtle. She was little, very, very little. Samurai. Yeah, Samurai. And she was so adorable. So when I opened it up, I was like, oh my gosh, her headshot, she looked just like a little Power Ranger. But then I saw her height, her height, and I was like, oh darn, you know, she's not tall enough. And that season, there just so happened to be a smaller um little Power Ranger. So she fit perfect, you know. And she went all the way to the end. And when I when I came on, Karen and Amy were tiny, like they're like fit under my arm, like in my pocket. <laughs> um, but when I came on, I, 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 they didn't match the footage. Like it was ridiculous. Cause I'm tall. I was like same height as Jason Frank. And in the Japanese footage, she's little, she's, <laughs> but then I realized because they knew Zia was coming, the Zia pink ranger was taller. And so that I think is why it worked. Um, but and I didn't do so many episodes of Mighty Morphin for it to be a problem, I guess. But um, that's interesting because I didn't realize they looked at the footage and the heights and all of that in 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 the in that. But, right. So when but so when they even though they're not saying we want you know uh, an African American person for this range or a white person, so what you did want diversity amongst the cast though they were clear absolutely all white people or all African American yes so absolutely. Um, you know, they wanted to represent, and I think that that's one of the one, most wonderful things about working with Saban through the years. I know that now Hasbro owns them, but but when you work with them, they they really took an interest in making sure that everybody was represented, oh. and I I always love that, yeah. you know. I wish more shows were, well, it seems to be starting to become more it that is. way, which I'm happy about because it shouldn't be. I love that you just said that they wanted, there was no like we, well, I, when I, I haven't auditioned for probably 20 years, but I remember going in and they wanted a blonde, blue-eyed girl or they wanted a African-American girl or they, they were very specific about what they wanted. And I think it's it's missing an opportunity because it should just be, whoever is right in that age range should just go. And then it's up to the director or the casting director to decide they're the right fit. Why does it have to be so polarized like that? It's silly. It is. It's very silly. Yeah. You know, and and it's, um, and like I said, it's just, just always seemed to work where we were able to, you know, fit 
everybody in. And, and as you notice, even with um, Yasmeet, Jess, that he, um, he was like my first Indian, I think, in there. And um, just so many just incredible kids. Yeah. Now, now I did add a twist to the casting because I also asked for a physical demonstration. And so I, you know, when, even when they come in, you know, I've had kids that come in and you go, oh, can you do a kick for me? And then they just do like a little kick. And, you know, <laughs> it's funny how they don't know what they're coming in for and, and how much, you know, like I said, you just have to act like you really, really know what you're doing. And a lot of them should have some type, as you both know, you should have some type of physical abilities. Yeah. And so um, whether or not, uh, it doesn't matter even what it is, you know, whether it's dance or or um, gymnastics. And nowadays, of course, I have these kids that can go down a football field doing like these flips that are just absolutely insane. (laughs) Could you give us an example of someone, because I could hear this question coming, someone that just completely nailed it from the moment that they walked inside, what, what did they do that really stood out to you that was like this This is going to be our next Power Ranger. And then if you could give us an example of someone that walked in and did exactly what they shouldn't do and was like, they're not going to get past this first call. (laughs) Well, I can remember, I'm going to go backwards on this one. So um, with Keith Robinson, I can remember when he came in to audition for me and he didn't have a headshot. And all he had was like a little photograph. And I, and I said, okay, Keith. Take, took him in the room, blew up a headshot for him and, and sat with him and said, listen, can you tell me what you've done so we could make like a resume? And he actually booked, booked the role um, as one of the Power Rangers. But and look at he went on to beautiful things. He was on, uh, what was that movie he did? Um, Dream, was it Dream Girls? Yes, yes. Yeah. And, um, but he was marvelous, but he, and he came in and he really did a great read and, and he might've lacked the experience, but I always talk about this when kids come in, you know, I've had some kids come in to audition and they'll go, oh yeah, I worked on, um, I ask them, you know, what, what, what experience do you have? Well, I worked on Grey's Anatomy last week and you know, I did the Goldbergs and, you know, they just don't have that enthusiasm. Then I have other people that come in and they go, wow, I worked on Grey's Anatomy. The crew was fabulous. I had so much fun. I worked on the Goldbergs and you you couldn't believe it. I had a scene with so-and-so and, you know, just the personality that came across. The second one, they might have been an extra. Yes. And the first one, they were an actor. But look how they fooled me. Right. So I always look for that personality because you just never know. And you might find the diamond in the rough there. Yeah. You want to be with, have someone that you want to be around. Like, <laughs> you like 
not someone that's like the Debbie Downer. You want the right. Exactly. Or or learn learn the little Power Rangers stances and you know, do that. I I mean, I could tell you somebody from every season if I really went back, but you know, like Jason Font, I think he was pretty much from day one when he walked in did a phenomenal job my chat was different for what we were actually looking for but he did great every one of the actors that I've seen through the years look at Serena um I mean just um Aaron Cahill just everybody that came through my doors I could tell you something incredible about each and every one of them you know, they just, they just did it. They sparkled. They, they sparkled. Wow. Yeah. Actually, Jason Font was telling us that he auditioned a couple of times for different Red Rangers. Um, in, he auditioned for Lost Galaxy, mm -hmm. I think. And so, yes. Um, yeah, but he was so perfect for the one that he actually, the role that he actually got. So. Yep, he was. Yeah. And, then we, and we have a really cute um, kid this year, uh, Chance Perez. And something that it, that I haven't done in my career is that I kind of they um, the, a couple of times they said no, and I can't. I'm not going to give you the reasons why, but um, but I kept putting him out there, uh -huh. and look at he ended up being just one of the fan favorites this yeah. year, and he's so stinking adorable, you know. <laughs> It's, it's all timing. That's just a perfect example of timing. Yoshi is another one. Like Yoshi was a, a oh. person and, and Yoshi was so, when he got the role, it was perfect. He appreciated it and he's mm -hmm. just amazing. But it, it's a timing. It's all in timing. God's timing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, he brought his brother in. Yes. And, or his brother brought Yoshi in. Yeah. And, and it's funny because we ended up hiring Yoshi first. <laughs> and was, yeah. That was kind of crazy because, but he just fit that role yeah. so perfectly. Yes, he's he's spectacular martial artist too. Oh my gosh. The things oh my gosh, just amazing. And you know, the it's funny how when I first started, the um, martial arts wasn't as big of a thing. So... I went through years where it wasn't the most necessary part of the casting. And then as time went on, um, they wanted one or two that could really step up in that area. Yeah. And, shine and, and look how many we have. Yes. Amazing. I know Amazing. on, when we were on the show, all of the guys were martial artists and we came in as dancers and, and right before we did the Turbo movie, we had to take six weeks of fight training. It was like the best so six weeks of my life. I just, oh my gosh, I loved fighting. Is so that something? Highlight for me. Um, just to piggyback on something that you said earlier, you kept putting Chance in front of the producer's um, view. How, how much of a say does a casting director have when it comes to actually casting? I know you bring in all of this phenomenal talent and you present it to them right do you have a say in saying I really think you guys need to go with this person or I really need you think you should go with that person 
You know, that's been a privilege with this company is that I do have a say, you know, and as far as, you know, the bottom line is at, at the very end, I'm not the one that selects them. However, I can put my input in and say, I really think this person would be great for the role and give my thoughts and feelings of why. And uh, there's a couple of, there were a couple of people that even made, made it to the end and we're like, oh, I'm not so sure that you would want to go in that direction. And then they had troubles. So we, um, it, it kind of has gone both ways, but for the most part, uh, very supportive of who they pick. And, and usually it, it narrows down to approximately two to three people per role. Right. And then it goes, it's presented to Haim Saban or um, Hasbro. And then they, even with this last one, we thought that we had a completely different cast and they came back and said, this is not, um, this is not the direction we want to go. We want to try to look for somebody else. And so then we had to switch it around a little bit. Mm. And so it can, it, you know, there's been times that some have changed completely to what in our minds we were going to have. Interesting. Interesting. And is it based on the Japanese footage or is it just based on chemistry? The, yeah. What, 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 you know, um, maybe more along the lines of the characters of who they have, you know, are they shy? Are they, um, you know, are, are they the head of the team? Are they, you know, all these different characteristics that go into play. Maybe they didn't see that in their audition and didn't feel like they could do it. Sometimes I'll, I'll be able to go back and say, can you do it again? Um, sometimes the ethnicity kind of goes into play a little bit, but, um, you know, they they have their mind made up that that's somebody that they don't want to go with um, and they wanted to see somebody else. Right. I have a, a question, just a curious question. Sure. How important is um, representation um, at the agency uh, in terms of like, so how, how, what am I, how would I phrase this? I, I don't know if it is as important. So this would be kind of outside of, Power Rangers, I think, because Power Rangers, you're, you're pretty much looking all over the world and you don't necessarily have to have representation when you come mm -hmm. to Power Rangers, correct? Right. And, you know, it's funny because, you know, I've worked with uh, so many of the L.A. agents for years and years on this project. So they know the deal. They know the the steps that we're going to take. They know that we're going to audition these kids several different times. They know that we're going to meet them in person to see that they can fit in the spandex suits, you know, they, um, and then of course, when we opened it up to around the world, it's a different story. And although I would say the majority of the kids are represented by somebody, what even if across the nation they're still represented by somebody, 
there is a small handful of people that are not represented. And for me, it doesn't, you know, I'm probably one of the most lenient of the casting directors in LA that I'll see people that are, have representation or won't. And um, just as long as they can come in and deliver and give their best, some of them are, you know, cause I'll find certain people in different ways. Like Ron Roger, um, who was the captain. And it's funny how I had met him when I was on a talent scout in Florida. He was much younger than uh, the person that we were looking for as that captain on the show. And sure enough, he came in and read. We booked him like that. Yeah. Interesting. You are quite a dynamic casting director though some of the things that you you've said the fact that you went um I don't remember the the gentleman's name but you you blew up his picture then you wrote out his resume regular no don't do that they're like you're not here prepared bye-bye see ya so I mean that that is just um there needs to be more Iris Hampton. Yes, there's definitely <laughs> more Iris Hampton. But, but I will tell you that um, my biggest pet peeve is um, when somebody comes in, and I know everything is digital these days. And I, you know, I've I've been through VHS tapes to the little tapes to CDs. I can remember when when I first started, things were black and white on our headshots, and then they went to color. I mean, so many changes I've seen in this uh, business all these years. But the thing is, is that, you know, you, you come in and hand me a headshot because I'm old school. I love to have something, but what they don't realize is that when, especially at callbacks, um, at the end of our day, we take all those headshots from the callbacks, we put them on the floor, and we match people up. We do, you know, this one would be great for this role, this one would be great for this role. And we, and I still have all these pictures from all these years of my floor in the office of all these different headshots. So if you don't come in with a headshot, Sometimes I would go and print one out, but sometimes if we don't have time, we're running behind. It's a piece of paper with your name on it. So it's so nice to do that visual. Yeah. So I always say, if you come back for a callback uh, and even an audition for me, just bring a headshot so that I can have that reference. That's a really good advice. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And I, I, I'm like that too. I need to put the face with yes. the name and it's like, if you're missing out on that opportunity, you could do an amazing read, but you're going to remember the other person because you have a something to a attach visual, yeah. to, a visual to attach to. Yeah. And I always tell actors, I say, go, you know, put um, put a lot of headshots, just put like five of them and stick them in a Ziploc bag and put them in your trunk just in case you forget. And it's always nice when you come to callbacks to, you know, how many producers are going to be there? Is there going to be two producers, three producers? Bring a headshot for each of them because um, they they also love to see that too. And I can't tell you how many times they you know take one, they stick it aside, and they go, "Oh, this is great," you know. With self tape, 
you know, now that this, that's kind of the direction that it's been going because of um, the COVID situation, when someone's really professional and they have their lights and they have good, do, do, does that make an impact on you? If someone's really looks like they've got their, their set prepared, the lighting's really good. Do, as a casting director, no matter how good the read is, does that right. make an impact on you? Because you see that they're prepared. Well, it's nice. You know, um, I always say that, you know, I give really detailed instructions. The one thing that I love is that they really stepped up to the plate this year with the COVID. And, you know, I'd have them read with somebody right behind the camera so that they can have that nice eyeline right towards there and I can see them I do a full have them do a full body shot then go in like bust up so I can see their expressions um nothing cluttery and many times I get auditions and they're outside or they're you know <laughs> with their parents or grandparents here there's all kinds of funny things that it, I can't tell you how many that come across where I've called them and said, hey, could you do it again and try to do it this way? Because some of them just don't know. I love that you give them the chance yes. to do that, though. That's so wonderful of you and and not, again, not normal. Like no. you're, you're, most people would just like, I've got too many other people to see, but you, you're giving them the chance to give you their very best. And that's amazing. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, I always agree. I, I definitely have to agree because I can't imagine, you know, some of the casting directors that I've been in for there. I mean, just the, 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 I don't know that they necessarily love their job. So, you know, maybe it's just a completely different, they're yeah. like, okay, we, we, we need I'm to done. see you. That's another question. Is there a, what is the word I'm looking for? Is there a certain amount? And this is outside of Power Rangers because you've cast other things outside of Power Rangers. Is there a certain amount of, is there a minimum amount of people that you need to see for each project just to kind of fill a quota? You know, it's, it's funny, certain things, like I did the last full measure, which I love that film, if you haven't had a chance to see it, but almost everyone from, you know, Christopher Plummer, Sebastian Stan, Ed Harris, William Hurt, John Savage. I mean, the, the list goes, Diane Ladd, one of my all-time favorite um, actresses. Just all these people. But see, I didn't even have to see them. I just um, booked them. And they were so, and um, almost every person that I hired on that film had some kind of award, whether it was an Academy Award or a Emmy or um anything or nominated for an award so it was really a beautiful um, project to do but see that doesn't happen that happens once in a blue moon right so then I worked on this project recently and I had one role to cast and I am telling you I saw people and auditioned more people in two months that I've ever auditioned in my life, I think, just for this one role. And I don't know if it was, because the project was spectacular. I don't know if it was because of COVID that people didn't want to travel to the location or if it was, um, you know, just because of COVID period, people weren't necessarily ready to get back to work. 
or what it was, but, um, you know, I'm just keep as far as how many people I see, I just keep going until we find the right person. Mm -hmm. And you just never know. It could be, you know, making an offer to somebody, or it could be seeing a hundred people for a role. And with Power Rangers, you might see a thousand for a role. Because I've heard sometimes that they are cut, they're just doing casting to go through the motions. They already have an offer out and then they, but they're going through because they have to do that for SAG reasons. Does, is that true or? No, well, it isn't true for me, but I, I will tell you that this was probably one of the first times in my career that I knew somebody had to work the following week. And I had offers out over the weekend, but I was checking, I wasn't making offers, but I was checking availability on Friday for other actors, just in case that one fell through. Right. So I, I try not to do that. I'm, I'm very, very good at, if I make an offer to somebody, I keep that time frame within a reasonable amount of time. And I don't really take my mind to another place and unless I know for sure that that's not going to pan out. Right. That's, that's, that's great. Yeah. I, I actually was on an audition call a few years back. And um, right before I went into the audition, they stopped it all because Tandy New Newton had accepted the offer. So oh. all of us were sitting inside of there preparing for our auditions and so that, that was one of those situations where the offer was out, but they were waiting for her to respond. And she happened to respond while we're sitting out inside of the, the lobby. So none of us got a chance to audition. Oh, see, I think that's so sad because I can't tell you how many times in my career that people have come in to read for me and they might not have booked something, but then I, I know their work because they just did a read and they went on to do something else. Yeah. And that happens all the time. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, and I've seen people that have turned down coming in for a callback uh, because maybe they have been in for one before and they didn't want to come for a second one. If, <laughs> if somebody calls you in for a callback, there's something that they right. love. So you go back, you know, it, it as much as you possibly can. That's so that I always thought that was a little crazy. That's wow. absurd. Like, what do they say? That we need an offer as opposed to coming back for a callback? Oh. I've had that happen a couple of times. Wow. But, but people don't realize that if you're being called back, there's something that they love about you. Right. Exactly. And, but you still have competition. You still got to right. put forward and not just sit on your laurels and expect things to come to you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Are there any final thoughts so that we're not keeping you for a million years? <laughs> are there any final thoughts that you could give um, our listeners um, about auditioning or any tips? I mean, I think you've pretty much co covered it. We had a couple of fan questions, but you pretty much covered it. One had asked about the height. Um, one had asked about uh, any specific advice you would give someone auditioning for a role. Yeah, you've already answered, yeah, all, you've answered all those questions. Um, is there anything, a final thought that you would want to say um, to someone that's about keep, to audition? Keep going. Just keep going. I would just absolutely, 
if, if it is, if it's your dream to become a power ranger, and I know that a lot of people have that dream, but you never know what's going to happen. And you just keep going for it because that opportunity might come across at some point. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. What a so wonderful much. way to end. Thank yes. you so much, Iris. Well, thank you. And and I really, really enjoyed being here. Thank you. Thank you so much. We so appreciate your time. Thank you. Wow. Ooh. That was so informative. I just love her. I absolutely fell in love with Iris just from this conversation. She is not like a typical... Um, casting director. No. She really, really looks out for the actor, and that is something that actors really need. Yeah, you know? to have someone that's an advocate for you when you walk in that room and not to, to feel supported like that, you're going to get the best work. Right. Right? I right. love her. Thank you guys for listening. Tune in to our next episode. Bye. Bye.